Welcome to the House of Hoosier podcast. I'm your host, AJ Guyton, sitting here with my man, Austin Render, ready to talk about some Hoosier basketball before we get into our pod with uh, the Hoosier leader, Xavier Johnson. How you doing over there, Austin? Background's different every time we meet. How's it going, man? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. We're back at home for Thanksgiving, but uh, glad to talk about some Indiana basketball. Maybe someday I'll, I'll get an actual background that stays the same. But uh, this is a 5-0 and Indiana team that, AJ, I don't know if you ever did it, but they have back-to-back games held their opponents lower than 21% shooting from the field. This defense, I don't know if we could say for real definitively because they're, they're still playing lesser talent, but they've looked really good. Yeah, they look really good. And I don't know if we've ever held any teams to that percentage and those points at, at a period of time. We are always good defensive teams, but they, they have taken uh, Indiana basketball defense to another level. Um, you know, and, and what you're doing is just they're, do, they're doing what they're supposed to do, as people say. They're handling their business against teams they're supposed to handle their business against. And if you think back in the past, you know, you have teams that come in that you're supposed to be pretty good, that hang in the game and make it a tougher game. So, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. So all the naysayers out there who say they haven't played anyone, they got a nice schedule coming up uh, with some good challenges on it. And we'll get a we'll get to see uh, you know them from another standpoint when they play those three games. But you know everybody's chipped in defensively. Uh, it looks like the help is better, the containment is better. It helps having six eight guys, six nine guys in the back line. But those guys are also on the perimeter, moving their feet, keeping guys out of the lane. Then at the end of the day, what we've talked about for the last two years, a year and a half, is they're getting the ball off of the defensive backboard and they're getting out and they're, and they're turning those defensive stops into points. Uh, that's the biggest difference that I saw. I know Archie's teams were de- decent defensive teams, but there was a more of a slower pace once they got the rebound. I think Coach Woodson is allowing these guys to hit the lanes, shoot threes on a break, you know, break. You got Xavier Johnson speeding down the middle of the lane who can finish through contact. It just gives this team another dimension, and I'm excited to see what they do against the Orangemen in Syracuse. The one issue this team has had, or at least the, the most glaring one, is turnovers. Uh, mm. they, they have really struggled with that. Had 27 in the uh, win over Louisiana. Uh, it feels like sometimes they're just maybe moving a little bit too fast. Uh, do, do you see that? Do you see anything when you watch that you feel like is contributing to those turnovers? Well, I think uh, a lot of these teams in the country, as, as the type of basketball people play shifts, to more ball dominant basketball is what I call it. I just see a lot, little over dribbling. When you have guys playing pick and roll who not really that uh, that great at it yet as they're learning how to play pick and roll, you see them use the screen multiple times, but while they're dribbling, guys are standing around. And then the clock starts to eat you up a little bit and then you're forced to make a play. So you see guys starting to speed up because the ball isn't moving, it's not changing sides and guys aren't able to take advantage of it changing sides by getting in the paint. So it's, it just speeds everybody up. And I think a little bit more ball movement as they go to, uh, you know, I think they run a little flex off I like that when they run a little flex because at least the ball moves and people touch it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that's something that, you know, we talked to Xavier that that he can, you know, fix in, in the future. He can slow down, stay on the court, uh, less foul trouble. Then, you know, Fennessey is out injured. He he was uh, he was one of the guys that I saw was you know, putting the ball on the ground a little too much. But then Lander came in the game and he's just finding his way as well. So I think the position is slowly developing, developing at the point guard position. But we just can't 
we can't win like that when we play better defensive teams when they're they're able to control the ball handler and uh play and, and switch all five spots and, and, and stymie us offensively. So gotta get better at that. There haven't been many games in Trace Jackson Davis's time at IU where he's been the third leading scorer and Indiana still comfortably wins the game. It, it does feel like there's the addition of Miller Cop and Xavier Johnson and Tamar Bates or Scoop, however you want to refer mm-hmm. to him. Um, these guys are taking some of the load off of Trace Jackson Davis to where he scores 11 points against Jackson State, and there was never a doubt into this game. Now, part of that is Jackson State, but it does feel like, AJ, this team is deeper and this team is more balanced than it has been in the past. Definitely deeper, definitely more balanced, but definitely able to be more interchangeable and play and toy with different lineups. I think Mike Woodson is, is using these games to work on that, to see what works, to see where the plus minus plus minus chart ends up with certain lineups on the floor. And then uh, that just bodes well for Trace Jackson. I mean, if he if he can average 16, 17 points, 9, 10 rebounds a game, that's great, you know, even though it's a you know a couple points down from where he was, I think 19 something last year. That means other guys are contributing, man. And then there are going to be moments where he does dominate. So the, all the bad, all the good teams you look historically, if they've always had a one-two punch or even the better, one, two, three punches, even better guys coming off the bench that are not afraid and are improving each game. Cop cop is improving each day, each game. Tamar Bates is improving each game. Jordan Geronimo is improving each game. They're all getting that confidence level. Now it becomes, you know, from a a coaching standpoint, it becomes a difficult decision of who and when and what time. And are are you holding someone back from being more productive at the end of the day? So you got it as we get in the Big Ten season, he's going to eventually have to tighten it up. But I like what I see so far. So Mike Woodson was talking this week about how anytime there's more than 12 turnovers, that's the number that he wants this team to be at or under. Anytime there's more than 12, it's it, the team has to run that many over 12 down and backs. Is that something that he took from Bob Knight? Is that something you did? When did Bob Knight make you guys have to run up and down the floor? Really the only, really only time we had to run when we lost to Purdue or we lost to Michigan or we lost to teams that he didn't want to lose to. So, you know, Bob Knight, uh, you know, we definitely wasn't, we were a team, we didn't over dribble a lot. So there was no reason for us to ever have a whole bunch of turnovers unless we were playing a team like Kentucky who pressed us and he knew our turnovers were going to be a little higher because it's more pressure. So, but in the big 10, you know, you had great schematic coaches that defensively just discontained and wanted to make things difficult for you. So, but I don't believe coach Wooden is Woodson is running anywhere. I do. <laughs> he says he's running with them. That's what he say, but he might, I, I'm quite sure he do them, his sprints on the treadmill at a speed that's more comfortable for him. But, uh, you know, but those players are definitely uh, taking or running forward. What I don't like, and I did not, I didn't bring it up to Xavier on the pod is I don't want to make it a mental thing because you want guys to continue to try to create and play for one another instead of having to think about it, which keeps with stymies the offense anymore. So it's a delicate balance, but I think that, I think they'll shore it up. Remember, these are all new players. They're all, this is fifth, the, the fifth game of the season. They're all still getting to know each other. So you're going to see some miscues early in the season that you hope to sure up by December. Have you seen things under Mike Woodson compared to the previous regimes that have looked better offensively? Because 
for the flaws that Archie Miller had in his four years, the team was typically pretty good defensively. Mm -hmm. So it's not shocking to see this team still be good on the defensive end. But have you seen anything offensively in the first five games that says, all right, I'm seeing Mike Woodson make some changes here? Well, uh, we talked about it earlier, man. The number one thing is these guys are, are, are turning their defense into offense. And that's, that's what you have to do at this level. You cannot be a team. And I think that was a struggle the last few years of, of, of walking the ball up the court and playing against a set defense every single time down the court. That's going to eventually happen in near the end of the game under 15, under uh, 13, to 13 minutes each game as the game tightens up. You're not gonna just be running out. This ain't the AC. This ain't the uh, the Pac-10 or the ACC. Like it slows down in the Midwest and in the Big Ten. So uh, we gotta we have to score and be opportunistic off of our defense. And that's the one thing I noticed. I mean, even in the misses, you know, when they're throwing the ball ahead, shooting threes on a break, I see I see Bigs lame uh, uh, rim running, getting to the rim, alley oops drawing defense in, uh, the transition defense in and getting shots from outside. And I see uh, guards penetrating and getting in there and pushing the ball. So that's the that's the biggest change that I see offensively, which is allowing our scoring average to creep up there a little bit, which is where we were talking about getting up in the in the 70s and the 80s where we need to be uh, and in order to be successful. So those are the changes I see. I think right now it's like we're averaging, what, 68 points a game. Uh, we got to get that up to 75, in my opinion. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Five games in, about, a, I don't know, a sixth of the way through the season. Who's your early team MVP here in the first five games? Early team MVP in the first five games. We got Xavier Johnson. We got Cop. We got Bates. We got TJD. We got Race Thompson. Uh, who's, who's the other starter? Parker. Parker and Parker Stewart. Off the bench, we got okay. Uh, still, TJD. Um, yeah. uh, the way he's playing right now is his, his his numbers are are not what they were last year, but his impact is is big is is more than it was last year. You can see that he was in the uh, weight room this year. He was in. He's getting his phys- physically. He's a lot leaner. He's faster. Uh, he's recovering quicker defensively. He's making different plays. I even seen him go over the other shoulder a couple of times, finish with a reverse layup with the right hand. Like these are all um, things that I see he's improved in. So he's he's and he's still the most consistent player. So right now he's still my early season MVP. I think race is right behind him. I like what I see with race. I think he's steadily improving in that role. Uh, I would love to him to continue to embrace the Draymond Green type role facilitating, attacking, being the best defender on the floor, rebounding, competing, and, and, and bringing energy to the team. And then if he can stay on the floor, floor Xavier Johnson was right behind him. Uh, you know, and I think Tamar Bates and Miller Cop are still finding their ground, uh, but in, and it's nothing but uh, the ceiling for Tamar. And I think Miller Cop is really finding his rhythm, rhythm with the team. Parker Stewart shooting, I think he made seven out of his last 10 threes. So he started to find his rhythm and all these parts are going to be necessary to succeed. It's scary to think that this Indiana team, and I know IU fans may not want to believe it yet, but they're certainly a better three-point shooting team than they have been in past years. And Parker Stewart's a big reason for that. Like you said, he's been hot lately. I like your pick of Trace. He, it's not just his production. It's the energy that he brings to the game. It feels like he has taken it up a notch, and it's interesting hearing some of the conversations he has had with Mike Woodson about how Mike has basically told him, you can give me more. Right. You can give me more than what you were giving 
this team and he has taken it up a notch and you can, you could tell. And like you said, he stays on the floor. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen some guys get in foul trouble this year. And part of it is because the, some of the mid majors don't have guys who can really compete down low with trace Jackson Davis, but he hasn't gotten in foul trouble yet this year. He stays mm-hmm. on the floor. He gets his job done. And I think that's, I mean, sometimes availability is the best trait for somebody mm-hmm. in, in sports. And he is always available for this team. Yeah. It's his experience. I think he understands. And then me as a player, I understood that I, I, we talked to Xavier about when you after you get your first foul in the first half, it's position defense time. You know, we can't gamble. We can't we can't go after the balls the way that we were when we got zero fouls or only got one or two going into the second half. When you're an important player, you have to really scale back, contain, and take the opportunistic steals and make the opportunistic plays instead of being the aggressor. And that's what I think Xavier talked about, how he he's always trying to get it back after he's made a mistake. It's like, yeah, you'll get it back, but it might not be that possession. It might be three, four possessions later. You can't think like that. You think, hey, I'm going to get it back, but I got to contain and stay in the game. So I think I think Trace is one of the masters at staying in the basketball game in order to be productive. And what's helping him is, is the uh, emergence and the availability of Michael Durr. He's able to go to the bench a little bit. He's able to rest a lot more. I think one spell he was out for like six game minutes. And I'm looking around like where, but Michael Durr was producing a little bit. They getting his feet wet. So that just helps you come trace, come back in the game with mounds of energy. He can still improve in his decision-making and passing out of the double teams, making quicker decisions and making quicker moves in the post. Like I've seen him make a couple of times, but I think those are things that, that he's been working on and that will come eventually. So, but yeah, he's been most consistent and he should, he should still be everybody's team MVP at this point of the season. And we should mention he has 18 blocks in the first five games of the season. That is remarkable. He had 38 last season in his 27 games. So he's averaging over three and a half blocks per game so far this season, which has been mighty impressive for Trace Jackson Davis. And as, as we wrap up, did you ever play at Syracuse? Never played at Syracuse, but I played against Syracuse in our uh, third game in Maui. Back okay. Nine, and it was the worst basketball game I ever had. And 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 the, the real reason why I was exhausted, like it was like we had an intense game against Kansas State to begin, knocked them out. We knocked out Andre Miller and Otto Motola in Utah the second game, and then we played against Jason Hart, Eton Thomas, and Syracuse in the championship game. And there's and on a, on a small court like the Maui court, that zone felt like it had eight people out there. Uh, but, you know, I've never got a chance to play in a carrier dome, man, as I always wanted to, because it just looks like a phenomenal atmosphere. But that that Syracuse zone, aside from the 1987 championship game, that Syracuse zone has caused Indiana basketball some problems. It, it's so, caused <laughs> some fans some pain over the Absolutely. past few years. I remember uh, uh, Victor Oladipo yep. junior year, and I watched him whittle against the zone, but I understood it because I played against it. So I'm like, damn, I know how I feel, especially as a smaller guard. Yogi got, you know, they always put a big, long athletic player on the wings. Yeah. Can't see. Michael Carter-Williams was Carter, the guy. Oh, my yep. God. Yeah. And that's, he was a six-six point guard, and, and yeah. up against Jordan Halls and Yogi <laughs> Ferrell, it, there was no chance. Incredible. Like, people don't understand that. So when I'm watching, I'm like, damn this is not the matchup that we needed in the, in the going in the sweet 16 or whatever that was so but uh I, I think this this indiana team 
will 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 play well against it. I think it'll be a good challenge for Mike Woodson. I think it'd be a it's a great road challenge, man, to to really test you know the metal of this uh, the, the mental toughness and the uh, the improvement of his Indiana team. So I'm excited to watch it. Well, now I got to know since you played against it, you've watched it now. It, if now that you've had a lot of years to watch that zone, how do you beat it? You have to make great decisions getting the ball into the middle of the floor. Uh, you have to make quick decisions once once you get the ball in the middle, which they tried to keep you from getting into the middle. That that guy who gets into the middle has to either skip it to the weak side or dump it down into the short corner or shoot it or make a decision. And that, this this thing has to happen in sync because of the length and in the in the, in the uh, rotation that this zone makes so and you have to you know low turnovers we talked about that on the pod with x like we got you got to keep your turnovers low and you got to be patient against it i played against syracuse zone i played against temple zone when john cheney was the coach at temple and they had the two best zones and it, it all came down to patience like against temple zone i think i was 0 for 6 or 0 for 7 up until the final four minutes of the game finally knocked in two or three shots in a row and then we was able to beat uh, then my junior year, my senior year, we kind of we knew what we to expect against the zone and we handled it pretty well. So it's all about just patience and knowing that, you know, it's not at the end of the world if you don't get the best shot every single time down the floor. But also you want to, the best thing to do is to, to play good defense and get the ball off the backboard and go score so the zone doesn't set up. That's the one of the bigger keys that we when I did lose against the zone, we didn't do very well. We didn't get stops. We every time we're playing against a set zone and each time you miss, it gets a little bit more mentally exhausting to play against a zone that long and that athletic. So it's not an easy task, but uh, it's, uh, but I'm looking forward to see how uh, Woodson and the boys respond to it. Well, I figured I'd ask you now because I think we'll probably be back on to recap that action uh, either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. But uh, that that's a big game for Indiana next week as they travel up to the Carrier Dome, ACC Big Ten Challenge. They'll also have Marshall this weekend. That's a Saturday evening game, 7 o'clock. Uh, so we'll go, uh, go ahead and let those games happen, and then we'll break them down when we see them next week. AJ, always great. Uh, I, you got a great guest here this week with uh, – the floor general for the Hoosiers, Xavier Johnson, coming on the pod here. Absolutely. Looking forward to you guys seeing uh, Xavier open up a little bit, talk about his experience in Indiana basketball, what, what drove him to Indiana basketball, and how he thinks the season is going. Uh, good interview with X, with X. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Beth Rivers yet, now is the time, because they're offering a $250 match bonus for our first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play to turn your money into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season kicking off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, welcome to the House of Hoosier podcast. I'm your host, former Hoosier, AJ Geitman, and I got a special guest, one of the floor general for this current uh, version of Indiana Hoosier, Xavier Johnson. What's up, X? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Man, looking good. You know what I'm saying? I heard you doing, you're doing a little film study right now, getting yeah. ready for a couple games down the road. How's it looking? I was looking good. I mean, right now I'm watching, I'm watching uh, Syracuse right now. Trying okay. to get ready. 
zone next week because you know we got a little trouble in the in the first half for our last game we played in the zone. So I mean, we got to get better at that. Getting more t- more touches for Trace as well. Yeah, you coming from the Big East though, or no? You coming from the ACC, right? Pitt moved to ACC. Did you get a chance to play against uh, Syracuse while you were at Pitt? Yeah, yeah, I play against play against uh, two times, almost two times a year, or every year. Yeah, so I'm I'm familiar with it. Absolutely. So you you got to lead the charge. Where the holes at in the zone, being patient, getting that ball in the middle, keeping your big man eating down there. So that's gonna be big, man. I'm excited about watching you guys compete in that way. But man, first one, I want to I want to get to know you. The fans want to get to know you real quick. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. You can ask some rapid fire. Hometown. Uh, Tampa, Florida. All right. Dish dish looking most forward to on Thanksgiving. Macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese, baby. Favorite hobby? Uh, video games. Video games. All right, what you playing these days? I play 2K and Call of Duty a lot. Okay, you still on that uh, Modern Warfare or are you going to Vanguard right now? Yeah, I'm on Vanguard right now. Ah, them old guns. I ain't ready for the old guns yet, man. Like, I'm still on Modern Warfare multiplayer. But uh, um, favorite uh, something you do that, mo- that would shock most people? I'm gonna tell you mine. I'm I I can sing like ones they just don't know. Like I'm I'm R and B to the heart. Something about you that would shock most people. I can cook a little bit. You can cook. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite NFL team. Uh, New York Giants. Giants. Oh, they was just talking about them dogging them today, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. It's not a good moment, but it's always the good thing about that is always a way up. So, uh, favorite NBA team? Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Favorite NBA player? Kyrie Irving. And your greatest play, your greatest player of all time, NBA. LeBron James. Absolutely. All right, man. That was good to know. X Sebic, man. I was excited about that. Ain't got a chance to meet him. I need to get down on campus, chop it up with the guards down there. But from the beginning, you were a Pitt Panther, man. You were on your way to a stellar career at Pitt, running the show for you know, for 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 Jeff Capel, Capel, who I played against in college, how old I am. And great guy, you know, excellent basketball coach. When did a change of scenery start to creep into your mind at that time? Uh, I mean, once I started having trouble on the court, mm-hmm. like rest and stuff, and and like uh, as I remember, it was, I think it was, it was against NC State where I got my last tech, mm-hmm. and I got benched. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it just started being being trouble, and then, I mean, it just something that we couldn't figure out. So I just decided to move on from it. Absolutely. What kind of troubles was you having? Was it like uh, with the type of style y'all was playing or is it frustrating you, forcing you to do things out of your character? Or were you just like, man? I mean, I, it, was just like, yeah. it was just like things are like, like, like that just took me off in the game. Like the other team would like do something to my, my teammate. And like uh-huh. I, I go over there and try to like, like fix the problem. Like but mm-hmm. I, I got text on some little stuff like that. Like, I mean, it was just little things, but I mean, it's, it's cool. It's you got a little, you got wrapped up in it. You was like, you it's almost like you fell too much in love with it. Like, I gotta get away from it because it's causing me to react. You know, I mean, it's situations I don't need to react to. But what were you looking for when you decided to make that move? What were you looking for initially in a program? Uh, I just wanted to go to like a, a more like a, a more of a, like a winning culture. Yes, mm-hmm. I, uh, I was looking for a coach, coach that would. That will help me get to the next level and help me develop me into like a point guard 
that I that I want to become. And, and that's why that's why I chose to come here. Awesome, awesome, man. So tell me the story about how Indiana came into the picture. Like what was your first understanding? Oh, Indiana's interested. Who who made that call and what, what did you think about it? Uh the first call was was actually from Coach Kenyon. Uh-huh. And we, we was talking and and I mean this Coach Kenyon. So I was already he made me commit the in the basket way back, way back when I was a junior. So, I mean, we already had a, had a familiar connection with him. So, I mean, I mean he was talking to me when, when Archie was still a coach. And okay. For when I first got in the portal. And, and then after that, Coach, coach Wilson became the coach mm-hmm. a week later. And then I got on the Zoom with him. And I, and I absolutely fell, fell in love with him. Uh, That's good. He's a real, real genuine guy. Uh, he's down to earth. And he, he tells you the, the real truth. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. I like that. And prior to deciding, man, what did you know about Indiana basketball? Because I'm I'm out of state. I'm only in Illinois, though. And I know, you know, that we have a lot of out of state guys that came in and make a huge impact. But you really don't understand Indiana basketball until it starts. What like what did you know prior to making your decision about Indiana basketball? Uh, I knew I knew it was a it was a already established one of culture there. I knew it was a blue blood. Uh, um, that the, the fans were used to used to uh, uh, winning, uh, all, always winning games because I knew they had five national championships. Yeah. Uh, even during the Bobby Knight era, uh, I mean that was a big era. So yeah, I, I saw a lot of a lot of that. Okay, and what was uh, the the final the factor, deciding factor that said you said you know what I use the place for me after you zoomed in because you zoom you didn't really come visit. Uh, at that time, you weren't allowed to come on campus. What was the ultimate deciding factor in you saying, you know what, I'm going to be in the Crimson and Cream next two years? Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was a better environment for me. That fit, that fit me. I mean, a lot of people tell me that. A lot of my, my, my family members tell me that, it, 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 that it, my, my change, when I made the change, it, that it, it fit me perfectly. And, mm-hmm. I, I saw a lot in, I saw a lot in, in the end of leading to that. Did you feel, do you personally feel the change in you maturing and, you know, being more social? I know for athletes, I know me being on campus, one of my biggest regrets was like, because you get, as an athlete, you get bothered quite a bit, you know what I mean? But, and I wasn't an asshole to nobody, but I was also was like, hey, man, I just want to get to class. I want to, you know what I mean? I want to do my work. Uh, Do you find yourself uh, being more open and having a better attitude than you had the last couple of years? Yeah, I absolutely do. I mean, my, my freshman year, I was, I was actually happy. Uh, that's why that's what I made my best grades. But I'm, I'm honestly making my best grades now. I mean, I do my homework all the time. Yeah, right. I'm always seeing my tutors. I mean, I'm, I mean, my head is my head, my head all around is all about business being here. So that's good. Yeah, that's the change. That's the good change about it. Absolutely. What's it like playing for Coach Woodson, man? Uh, I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot to learn. Uh, I mean, he's like he said, he really is hard on his point guard. He really is. Uh, he wants me to know everything. Uh, I mean, like all the plays, he wants me, me to call call my own plays in the game. That's the way he don't call. He have, he doesn't have to call all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got into a last game. I actually called a called an out of bounds play, and he called one. And I was like, "Coach, you told me you want me to know the plays, <laughs> so you got to call them." So I mean, he just looked at me when I walked over. So I mean, <laughs> he just looked at me like that. I mean, he just wanted me to learn and, and be 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 a point guard. They say that, but it's it, but then you put him in that in that situation where it's time for you to make the call. Mm-hmm. He waving you off. He's like, "No, nah, man, this this what you wanted. He wanted yeah. me to make the call. Let me make the call." What so what have you been uh, pleasantly surprised about Coach Woodson's approach and style 
as it you know as it pertains to you and the team? What have you been surprised about? Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I would say like he's he's really a hands-on guy. Like mm-hmm. he's not gonna yell at you. He's not gonna like he's not gonna like like curse you out or anything. I mean, he's just like a hands-on coach. Like that's that's what players need because he's he's gonna tell you when you're doing right and when you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You guys are fitting real nice, man. Uh, what was what do you think has been the key to developing that team chemistry so quickly? Um, I mean, this is being around, around each other a lot. I mean, like when I first got here, I mean, uh, a lot of guys, uh, all the guys were together. And we all went out to eat. And mm-hmm. We all was just just all around each other all the time, and we do a lot of things together. So, I mean, like we just do a lot of a lot of team bonding. Like one time we went bowling, mm-hmm. and I mean, we just had fun as a team off the court as well. Awesome, man. And which which teammate? With their for as far as their game on the floor has pleasantly, pleasantly I know TJD's the All American. You knew what he was about. What teammate has pleasantly surprised you the most at how good they were? Uh, I mean, it's three of them. I would say, I mean, all my teammates for real. Yeah, um, I would say actually it's like four of them. It's race, <laughs> race, trace, mm-hmm. scoop, mm-hmm. and um. Actually, George Geronimo and Parker. Oh, uh, okay. Those are my five. They, they honestly surprised me for what they do on the court. Yeah, Geronimo, he's surprising all of us. Because I'm like, you know, from last year, now he's taking contested threes. He's knocking them in. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I was so happy he made that three he took. I forgot what, the game. He was making a little run. And uh, he passed. Was, Thank God he made that shot. Because Coach, Coach Woody would have had him. But, but that's how you become confident, man. You got to take chances. And that's what you do as a player as well. So, And TJD is your leader, man, All-American. Tell the fans what it's like to play with a guy like Trace who gets so much attention on the floor and have y'all developed that, that, that chemistry you need, that one-two punch. And are y'all, or are y'all working on it? Uh, I mean, we're still working on it. But I mean, honestly, I think we, we're good right now. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to get even better because as the season goes on, we, we just got more time to connect. Absolutely. And I mean, playing, playing with a guy like him, I mean, he with a lot of attention. That, that, that gets a lot of attention. I mean, he's all about winning. Mm-hmm. He's going to do little things. He's going to rebound for you. He's going he's gonna to block shots on the defensive end. He, t- he races a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's he's just been a, been a leader all around. Yeah. I mean, he's always talking, talking, always always playing with guys, always, always being unselfish. And that's what we need out of it. Awesome, man. That's what All-American does, man. We sp- we're speaking to my man, Xavier Johnson, man. And the, and the one thing that's been, uh, uh, been a staple of Indiana basketball, but I think yourself and the guys who came in and Mike Wilson took it to the next level is the defense, man. Guys are holding teams to 28% shooting from the field, 25% from, from three, about 53 points per game. What, what do you guys do in practice to get this intensity Defensive intensity to the level that it is right now. Uh, I mean, that, from day one, I mean, it was always always about defense. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. that was one of the first things he preached, and, and everybody's been locked in because everybody's on the same mission mission as well. Uh, I mean, we was always up to touch. We play, we got to play full court defense and, and pick up games, and so it's like it's always been been taught taught when, when they first got here. And then everybody want everybody wants to lock in and, mm-hmm. and not let their man score. So. Yeah, I can't let that point go by because I know it's a lot of coaches that listen to this podcast as a former coach. You said in your pickup games, you guys are asked to pick up full court, making the pickup games competitive. Not that it's a lackadaisical, let's play two, three games, get out of here. 
the competitive level rise. So all you coaches out there, man, he said that that's most important. The Their practices and their open jams are everything is competitive. And that's what translates uh, to the game, man. But it's definitely something. But you brought new dimension, man. And, and because last year I felt like the team could get stops, but they never scored off those, those stops because they didn't have a point guard that could catch it, get on the move and go through people, around people and in the lane and, and, and get involved. You feel like you're bringing that dimension to the floor, getting getting our, uh, our, our, our defensive points in like we need them. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that's what my my game is really about. I mean, I play defense, and, and, and when we when we get a stop, we we run it because uh, that that's the play style I like, and that's the play style coach wants as well. All right, sound like you play a little too much defense because you're always in foul trouble, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what are you contributing to? Mad, I be mad when I get my turnovers, so I be trying to make up for them. So I get it back. My my fouls lead to because I be I be getting frustrated. So I, I, I mean, I, I got to learn how to control that, and I did I did good in the last game. So now you'll get it, man. It's just about under. I always tell my daughter. I got a daughter that plays now, man. I get my first foul. I ain't fouling no more because I got to You know, I'm gonna hustle. I'm gonna get my verticality on. I'm gonna stay. I'm playing containment defense for the rest of the half. So just keep that in mind. Just contain, man. We need you on the floor. Because when we play Syracuse, we can't be, play, you know, playing playing guys that would not got don't have as much experience as you. You're the only guy played against that zone. We gotta have you on the floor. But uh, I know you're gonna get that under control. Five games, 21 minutes a game because of the fouls, averaging about 10 and three. Talk to me about the areas you like to improve on to help take the team to the next level. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm still working on it, but I mean, I want to want to get more assists for this team. Oh yeah. Uh, I feel like I, I could put guys in, in a better spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching more film on that, and I feel like I could score more for these teams as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think leading in the Big Ten, we're gonna need, need more more than just tracing tracing in a little other and other people to score as well. So yes, I mean, yes, sir, that's a great point, man. It's gonna take a village, especially on them road games. They mm-hmm. brutal in the Big Ten, man, and uh, going up to cold Wisconsin, cold Michigan. You gotta you you need that 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 experience, that speed, and that quickness, and to be able to create for others as the defense suffocates. So that's going to be important, man. Uh, I noticed one thing, a little spirit. You had kind of, you had a positive spirited exchange with Kenya Hunter on the bench. As a player, we noticed this kind of stuff, man. What, what was that conversation about? I don't know if you remember that. You got your second file. I think he was kind of talking about to him about what happened, but what, how does it feel to have a coach on the bench that you can really, really express yourself to, which it sounds like you may not have had in pit, but you were able to express yourself, get it out, and then you was able to move forward. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. You remember that little exchange, like you yeah, just had a conversation. Yeah, who was that about? Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't think it came like a, like a second father, honestly. Awesome. Um, I mean, and, and a mentor as well. Because uh, I me mean, off the court, I mean, I believe he wants the best for me. I mean, all our all our coaches want the best for everybody on the team as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, everybody on the team has a person they want they can they can talk to as well. Uh, I mean, it's not just me, but. I mean, it's good to have somebody like that as well because he just, he just wants the best and he wants me to succeed and, and move past it. And they just want me, want me to be better and be on the court. So Yeah, I, I, it's so healthy, man. That's why I, I saw it. I didn't look at it as anything negative because it's time I played for Bob Knight. So it was time I wanted to scream and holler. But I looked over there and it was him. I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't do that to him. But uh, every athlete needs that outlet, man. I love to see that because I saw the, the relationship, him allowing you to express 
him calming you down. Like, all right, it's all good, man. We get you back in there. You good. But I'm sure he was frustrated because he like, man, you, you fouling, like you hacking. Stop <laughs> hacking. We need you out there. So I love to see that, man. Uh, the competition stiffens in the coming days, though. You know, you as one of the leaders on the team, what are you looking forward to seeing uh, being taken to the next level from your team since you're going to play against, you know, I think you got Syracuse coming up, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and I think Manhattan, I think I saw on there as well. But those three out of four are brutal, man. What are you looking forward to seeing uh, from your team in those uh, three tough games? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like we're, we're going to be able to compete with uh, a lot of good teams. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're on the look right now, but I, I feel like we're going to open a lot of eyes when we start playing playing the, 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 the known teams. Mm-hmm. Well, last thing I asked you, man, and what has been your experience uh, in Indiana, being being from Florida, man, and, and coming to the Midwest and playing? I know you played at Pitt as well. Uh, what is how, how how are you happy with your decision, and uh, how do you feel and, and judge uh, who who's your nation as you are getting to know them and they're getting to know you? What's your experience been like with the people? Uh, I mean, it's it's been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've been been welcome with. with with clean arms and, and mm-hmm. everybody's been nice to me. Everybody's been telling me how much they're happy I came here. I mean, I, I mean, I just love it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get my heart heart on the court. I'm gonna give it all. You got two. You got two years this year, next year. Okay, good, good. We're looking forward to seeing you develop, man, and continue to, uh, you know, some big shoes to fill. Isaiah Thomas, myself, Yogi Farrell, huge shoes to fill, man. But you're more than capable of doing it, man. So keep developing. Stay on the floor. And, uh, and and we're looking forward to, to, to Hoosier Nation making a lot of noise this year, man. Excited about having you in the family. Happy we get to watch you develop over the next two years. Keep up the good work, man. Stay locked in and on the floor, man. I appreciate take, you taking the time to talk to us. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Okay, that's our outro with Xavier Johnson and one of the speediest point guards in the land, man. Let's continue to support Hoosier Nation, support our guys through thick and thin, man. Yeah, bless. Have a great Thanksgiving too, man, and and, and get that mac and cheese, bro. <laughs> you too. I will. I will. I wish. I wish I could get it from my mom, but I can't see it right now. Absolutely. You know, in Georgia, so. you know where to get it from. You gonna know. <laughs> All right, my man. I appreciate it.